This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Sunday night, the Bills get through the Dolphins to win the AFC East and earn themselves at least one home playoff game. It'll be at least two if they win. Sunday against the Steelers, but we saw them deal with some injury issues after becoming a team, at least in contrast to Miami, that had had it pretty clean uh, going into that game. But some key men on the list to talk about here and this matchup and also it seems weather to get into. Sal Capaccio with us on the West Her Hotline. So some of the guys, Sal, that didn't practice yesterday that we saw leave the game in Miami, Gabe Davis, Rasul Douglas, Taylor Rapp, perhaps there are others. Those are the three I'm thinking about. It appears none of them practiced today. That's right. Uh, Good to talk to you guys. Seven DNPs on a Thursday injury report is not good. Bill said seven of them today. Gabe Davis didn't practice with his injury. Tyrell Dotson, maybe the other one you didn't mention. Rasul Douglas and... Taylor Rapp with their injuries. On top of that, you had Deion Dawkins and Dawson Knox, who were sick today, did not practice, and Deontay Hardy, who was dealing with a personal matter, so he was not at practice. So there's your seven who didn't practice today. And then on and then you had Ty Johnson, who I would say encouraging, has been limited two days in a row, had a red jersey on at practice today as he progresses, I would call it that, progressing through the concussion protocol. Um that was it. The other guys who were on are all full participants. It includes Micah Hyde and Damar Hamlin and a couple of the guys that vet rest days, which are um, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. If Davis misses the game, Sal, how we didn't get to this yesterday, I think, as I recall, as we ran out of time. Um, like how, how big a deal is, is Gabe Davis in any game, maybe in particular in a game where you may run the ball a lot if the conditions are you know snowy and messy and the passing game is compromised? Yeah, I think he's significant. You know, he's a guy, let's remember what he did last year to Pittsburgh as well, through the air, right? I mean, if you can throw the ball, there's a guy that um, made two big plays, including a 98-yard touchdown, and then he wrestled the ball away from Minka Fitzpatrick. He's a big play guy. But even if you want to run the ball, like you said, if the weather is challenging enough where they're going to have to stick to the ground game, Gabe is a really excellent blocker. But I'd also tell you, I think Trent Sherfield is a really good blocker. When they signed him, we talked a lot about that. I said, there's a really good blocker in the run game. And I think Khalil Shakir can block a little bit. He's not as big, uh, but, you know, he's pretty tough. He can block. He's good run after catch. You know, that's not necessarily the strength of Gabe Davis. 
They don't really use him like that. So this might be a kind of game where you might have to turn to a guy like Shakir anyway for a run after catch because you might have to keep everything a little bit underneath, catch the ball, not go down the field. So, yes, I think it's significant to lose Gabe Davis. What The bigger thing for me, and I think that fans always have to look at it this way, it's not just losing a guy at the top of your roster. You're really pushing everybody up from the bottom of your roster. So getting the bottom of your roster in case there is an injury. So like last week, Gabe Davis leaves, you know, Russell Douglas leaves. That thins your depth. So that's why it's more significant. It's not just the guys that are filling in for the guys. It's the guys filling in for the guys filling in for the guys, if that makes sense. Well, it's been interesting this year going back to the offseason when they brought in Hardy and Sherfield, just like what this would all lead to. And if they do not have Davis for this game, like you're saying, uh, in different ways, these guys will be kind of on the spot here. Shakir, to start with him, mm-hmm. Sal, has really come on. I thought the cards looked like when they, again, built their roster that they were not expecting much from Shakir. But kind of like last year, only to a greater extent, later on in the season, he's come through. I agree with you. I was very disappointed in his training camp and preseason, so much to the point where I wondered if he would make it. I debated if if Andy Isabella would make it over him. I know Joe said he thought right. you know Justin Shorter could. I never went that far. I didn't think they'd keep a guy like Shorter over him, and I never thought they would release him. I thought maybe he's a trade candidate. What happens with him because he is in his second year, and they like that, and you know they want to develop him. But I think he's really performed well when giving the opportunities this year. And I think he's come on and he's kind of turned around and made a lot of people forget about you know the inconsistencies he had in camp. And you're right, Mike. Last year was kind of the same thing. Towards the end of the year, he started getting more opportunity and he started you know catching the ball. But you look at the beginning of this year. You go up to the Giants game. Targets per game. He had nothing in the Jets to opener. And then after that, ready? Targets. One, 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 one. That's it. Since then, he has had a couple games with one target. But really, it's more filled up with four, five, six targets a game. You know, he's catching the ball. He has a great uh, catch ratio. And I think he could do a lot for you. You know, he can play. He's not, he, he's more of a slot guy. You can move him outside. He's more of a slot guy. Um, but he's tough and he's good run after catch. We saw that last week. So I think there's a guy that now you can rely on. You know what the other thing is? It just seems like he has a really good connection with Josh, right? Like he knows. Because that hasn't happened. That hasn't developed with Gabe this year, which is really odd. He's been here mm-hmm. for four years, and it seems like Shakir and Josh are always on the same page when it comes to you know making those types of plays. Yeah, I mean, it feels to me, Sal, we'll see where this goes. And, of course, you know, <laughs> we're more mostly concerned about this game Sunday and the ones that hopefully will come after it. Uh, but I feel like they have found their Cole Beasley in Shakir here. And, yeah. you know, not, not that, you know, that was a big mystery, but – you know, all the talk about big slot, and I'm sure we'll still see Kincaid used in a variety of ways moving forward, too. Um, but I feel like Shakir is, is just, he, he's, I feel like he's earned it. I feel like that's your slot receiver. Yeah, 13 catches, a buck 89 in the last three weeks. Those are nice numbers. You know, they're not blowing you away, but they're really solid, good numbers, especially on a passing attack that has been distributing the ball. Um, and, you know, going forward, I think that they are very comfortable with him in a lot of different roles. They trust him. Uh, so, you know, and, and Shakir's just kind of guy goes and, and does his job every day, you know, and, and I think that, you know, that says a lot about him for what they want out of a wide receiver, not to suggest that other people don't, but, you know, that's why they had faith in him. I think they had faith in him because he had an uneven 
camp preseason, preseason, but I think that they realized and thought, hey, you know, this guy will be fine. And in the end, he has been. You mentioned shorter in the course of that response. And, and, and I don't, maybe everyone knows this, but I, I know sitting in here uh, getting ready to do these shows this week, I'm looking at the call screen while One Bills Live is on, and somebody that I don't think got on the air wanted to ask about Justin Shorter. That's over, right? I mean, they, they, that window for him to be activated closed. So his season, they, they, there's no recourse there. Like if they get really injured at receiver, he's not an option, right? Correct. That he is ineligible to play right. this season for the Buffalo Bills. The only way he could play for any team be released. That's not going to happen, obviously. Um, but because they had the 21-day window, that wound up closing. Now, at wide receiver, though, an option to go back to your question, Mike, about Gabe Davis if you're without Davis, I wouldn't be surprised to see Andy Isabella elevated. You know, he could be a guy. Now, again, is that the kind of guy? It's the same player? No. But you do have different roles for guys, and guys move around a little bit and do different things. And if you want to go down that road, I think Tyrell Shavers played well in preseason and camp, but would you want a guy like that who's never really played a game to be elevated for this particular game in the playoffs? Probably not. So you're so good call, Bulldog, to ask about that because maybe Justin Shorter would be that type of option since he's more of the outside kind of guy, but mm-hmm. you can't even do that. It would To me, if you have to go any route, it's probably going to be Andy Isabella, and then you figure it out from there Sal Capaccio on the Western hotline Sal I'll admit to you and Bulldog he and I have not talked directly about this yet but the Steeler mystique is working on me a little bit uh I didn't love the prospect of facing Pittsburgh because of just sort of what they are and what they have been historically uh I won't argue that they're not the worst team in the playoffs because they probably are but it's still the playoffs. Um, that plus the possibility, maybe even a strong one, of messy weather in this game. I don't know. Like you, you, <laughs> you get who you get, and the Bills could have a tougher draw here. But the Steeler thing is working on me. I understand that. And listen, for me, it's more of the other part of that. It's not the Steelers. It's the Bills. The weather. You know, they played down to their level of competition this year. Uh, they've had some games where they've just given the ball away and, you know, you, you, you make mistakes. This is a team that's not going to really make those kinds of mistakes. They don't. They don't really give the ball away, the Steelers, that is. And then the weather, the ultimate equalizer, you make a couple mistakes, you're down 10 points, suddenly they're going to grind the game out. So it's not them and their mystique for me. It's more of how they're going to p- approach the game and play the game. And if you do the things that got you in trouble against the Jets or the Patriots or the Broncos – you could be in trouble in this game, especially because of the weather and how the game has to go. I think the other way, though, if the Bills get up 10 points, I think it's almost shut the door time already because I don't see Mason Rudolph in that kind of weather being able to have his team come back. I'd have more faith in the Bills coming back, although I think it would be much more challenging than it would be maybe against the Dolphins in South Florida uh, because of this type of opponent. So I agree with that. Now, all that said, uh, the more I talk to Pittsburgh people, I actually feel better about the Bills because they're like, yeah, this team isn't that good, right? I mean, we all kind of <laughs> know that. And Mason Rudolph's doing some nice things, but the reality is, you know, he's played bad defenses. They're still protecting him well and giving him shorter throws, although he's willing to, to sling it. And he's gone downfield a few times. Um, you know, th- th- it's not this guy. He's not He's not doing what Joe Flacco's necessarily doing in Cleveland, right? I mean, so I, 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 I think about that. And I see that. And at the end of the day, you're right, Mike. Like, it is the draw. If, if I said to you going into the playoffs, or would you rather face, you know, the Chiefs in the first round or the, the Dolphins or the Steelers or the Texans? I think we'd all, or the Browns, we'd all kind of 
say, let's say the Steelers. So they got the best draw out of it. So you have to look at it that way too, I think. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I, I, I feel like, Sal, I've, I don't think I've said this exactly to you, but I've said it so much that people, maybe even Mike included, are rolling their eyes already. But I, I feel like the path is as clear as it's been in these four years that they've been a Super Bowl contender. Home for two weeks, right. Pittsburgh in week one. Sure, you might get the Chiefs here next week, but it's here, and the Chiefs aren't have not been the Chiefs. Of course, they'll still have Mahomes, but the game is here. Um, so there's that's not out there looming. Uh, and this is not the blow-off Baltimore. Like I, I, I have healthy respect for Baltimore. Um, but even them with Lamar, it's not it's not the magic that is Mahomes. Like The Ravens will be looking, if they win their divisional round game next weekend, to, to prove that they can come through and that Lamar can come through sure. in those moments. So yep. they, they're they're kind of in the same spot as the Bills. It is an interesting question of, and I hate getting ahead, right? We don't want to do it. We can do that. We're on the radio. We've got to kind of do this a little bit. <laughs> it is an interesting question. Matt Bove and I kicked it around on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Yes, last night and today. And then Jeremy and I did this morning. Like, what's the preferred outcome for next week if, if you're a Bills fan, right? If you were to get by this game because of all those things you just said. I mean, do you think that maybe Miami could win and go to Baltimore and knock them off? So you root for Miami, and then you don't have to face Kansas City anyway? <laughs> or because of Kansas City's you know, offense that just has not performed well this year, and you'd get a chance to get Mahomes in a road playoff game for the first time ever, and you like your chances with that, would you want to see Kansas City here, and then, hey, does Cleveland or you know, Houston go to Baltimore and beat them? I, I think it's a really interesting you know, proposition either way. I would say, given the weather, that I would pivot to, I think Houston would be the most favorable possible matchup this week there houston mm-hmm. would be like yep. we're playing on hoth like it's just you've got rookies and <laughs> like what what is this world you've invited us to here pass i think what's interesting about the chiefs like i i kind of like miami a little bit because there's really not that much reason to do so and that's kind of mm-hmm. what draws me in but the, the will of the chiefs will be tested a little bit here with the difficult season they've had and those conditions, you know, we've won a couple. Yeah. We don't really want to go on the road in the playoffs. That's not what we do. So, you know, maybe um, Kansas City is just kind of mailing it in. I don't really mean that so so seriously. But <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, ex- I don't I'm not assuming really Kansas today. City rolls. Yeah. No, no, and, and sorry, but I, Joe Shad had a really good stat today. I liked it. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. Joe Shad said the – Miami Dolphins have averaged they're against playoff teams this year. Miami's only one in five, and they've averaged seventeen point seven points. That's like wow, that's really bad. The Chiefs are one in four and have averaged eighteen point eight points against playoff teams this year. <laughs> right. That includes a game between each other in Germany, where Kansas City won twenty one fourteen. 21-14, and they got a turnover touchdown. I think maybe late in the first half. So uh, neither team did much that day uh when and it wasn't minus 20 with the wind chill when they right. played each other do you what's the latest as far as you know sal on what we're looking at weather-wise sunday is this one of these situations where we're really not going to know until sunday morning or or what so yeah i mean i've been in touch with patrick hammer throughout the day and you know he kind of keep me updated a little bit here and watching his tweets and you know andy parker at ben is you know on the air talking about it so basically the latest from you know, Patrick, what he said is to me um, earlier today, he said growing potential for snow during the game. A lake effect band will be near the stadium, if not overhead. Uh, so steady or even heavy snow is possible. Temperatures in the mid-20s. 
And then wind chills, he corrected later to say he's looked at it and recalculated. Wind chills between 5 and 10 degrees. Wind speed 20 to 30 with gusts up to 40. So, yeah, we're looking at a weather game. Fun. I don't know if I'd call it a weather event, but this is going to be <laughs> weather. Weather's going to impact this game. And I, I guess the question is, Andy Parker also on WBEM was on, and there's an article at our website, WGR550.com, about it. And Andy basically said, look, I mean, at this point, we just don't know where the snow band, the lake effect band is going to settle. It'll be somewhere down in the Boston, New York area, up to Springville. It could come up to the stadium, but we're not sure. I'm hoping because so far no one said, yeah, it's going to be at the stadium. Maybe it stays south. And, you know, maybe we don't have much snow, which would be great. But we're still going to have that wind, guys. And, and honestly, like, I think that there's a case to be made if that's the case that you could widen the gap between the two teams because of the quarterbacks and Josh Allen and Mason mm-hmm. Rudolph because of the win. I still think that it's dicey with the win because anything can happen. You could have a punt return or something freaky with the ball, but if it's really windy and you just totally make Pittsburgh Steelers one-dimensional, I think that might play into the Bills' hands because the Bills do have, I think, an ability with that quarterback to still throw the ball some. Made the same point an hour ago when Chris Trapasso was on with us. Having a six-foot, five-inch plow horse running quarterback is probably pretty advantageous too. Agreed. And I wouldn't be surprised if he factors into this uh, equation this week, you know, so I I do worry about, you know, the, the snow, if it comes a wet, wet field tackling, you know, you got to tackle the Steelers, you know, they're, they're going to get the ball out to their wide receivers and, um, you know, they're going to try and make some plays in space. They've done that a few times with Mason Rudolph here. So you got to tackle them. The, all these things come into into play here. It's like, you know, normal stuff, but I think it's just a little more accentuated when you have the weather like this. Very good, Sal. Roundtable tomorrow. Roundtable tomorrow. We'll get a better handle on the weather. We will have Sean McDermott on the Extra Point Show, just so everybody knows, tomorrow a little after 11 like we normally do. But I, I do think this one's a little you know, more to pay attention to because of all the injuries. And we'll find out tomorrow if they declare anybody out officially for the game. I will say, signing A.J. Klein back to the practice squad today, I don't know this, but generally the way it works is that's a, probably an indication that maybe they're not really comfortable with Tyrell Dotson being available. They didn't sign like a corner, but they have Kyrie Elam that they can use for depth, right? So that's probably an indication there, but we'll get more clarity tomorrow. That makes sense. Thanks, Sal. You got it. All right, there's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? That is right. Isn't it Hoth? Isn't that the cold planet in Star Wars? Hoth? Yes, uh, I said that with authority mostly because I, I, I was probably going to say, yeah, I think so. But Zach gave me two big thumbs up. So you're, you're, okay. on, it. you're on it there. Hoth. Yeah. Not Tatooine. Yeah, I That's don't know. the desert. I'm not the desert. I was going to say, I'm not That's sure the with desert. the climate on Tatooine. Yeah. But okay. I'm not either. Not sure of any of this, but Hoth seemed right. I'm out of shape on the Star Wars stuff. We used to watch it constantly when the kids were little, and I just it's not in my orbit anymore. I'm just wondering when they're going to come up with some new Star Wars content. Mm. Just mm-hmm. it seems like they never have any new content with Star Wars. <laughs> it's about time they released something, produce something new. I mean, it's been 80 years since there's been a new Star Wars yeah. movie or series. Time to get on that. Yeah, just I don't know. It's stereotyping, but to me, the Houston Texans with a rookie quarterback coming to play in the snow and wind, forget it. And the uh, Steelers might be up for it. They want to run it. That's sort of their whole mantra, Steeler football. And also, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s, and 
I haven't seen the. Well, you know, you know the rest. Let's go. They're, I'll, I'll get over myself. They're ten, Bills are a ten point favorite. I I don't. Uh, you have been home. I, I like the. You've been home in bed with your own thoughts for a couple of days, and that 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 can tie you up. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. That's right. I got to get out of the. I got to get out of the house. Yeah. This is a good start today. <laughs> yes, in in a way, this is out of the house. <laughs> Having being available to people to tell me about what they think of what I'm saying is is good. Yes. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to do that yourself, you can. We've got Sabres Senators tonight pregame at six. How are you feeling about the Bills and their chances? here Sunday and beyond, because beyond is what we're here for, right? Not just beating the Steelers in the first round. Mike Shope and the Bulldog back after sports. This is WGR. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 